And welcome in to episode 17 here, the grind on sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz and, uh, and man, it's, uh, it's been a couple weeks, took a little, uh, we shelved it a little bit, but, uh, back at it this week, uh, really trying to, uh, kind of, kind of build a little bit, uh, over the last couple of weeks, seen a little growth on our YouTube channel. So I want to appreciate all those that's kind of checked in subscribing now, but, uh, but been a lot to talk about. I want to talk Tennessee baseball uh, here today, uh, uh, this weekend, uh, their final series of the regular season. They're going to go to South Carolina, uh, take on the Gamecocks, number two in the East Gamecocks, as Tennessee's number four, and really just one to two games back uh, in, in that standing. So a uh, big weekend for Tennessee baseball, uh, not only for the regular season, where that's going to slate them uh, leading into the SEC tournament, uh, but also what it's going to look like in the postseason. So, Ben, uh, how you doing, man? You doing okay? Man, I'm doing great, brother. You and I are uh, kind of on the same page tonight. I mean, we've got our primary, you know, focus and responsibility up here, and then we're going a little bit dark down low. So, I, I like it, brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're in uh, we're in full battle mode now. Uh, it is it is getting close to postseason, uh, so so got a little bit of that going on. But uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, battle tested is a good uh, good way to maybe maybe phrase this baseball team. Uh, this midweek game against Belmont really kind of had to battle with them a little bit. Uh, got the win nine to five, but Belmont's no joke. I mean, they're not a pushover team. I think it was actually probably a good little. Uh, Good little test there as we head to South Carolina. Uh, Tennessee, uh, no no punches to be pulled. Uh, not the best road team in the Southeastern Conference. They're 2-11 on the road. So I, I don't know that that's necessarily uh, one of our strong suits. But, you know, uh, we've talked about it off the air, and I think, uh, think you're going to kind of bring this up. Uh, Tennessee needs to prove that they can win on the road. Uh, so I think this week is a uh, – uh, a little free test, if you will, about what they're going to be able to do on the road, possibly in a regional, and uh, and obviously uh, a neutral site situation for the SEC tournament. Yeah, I think what was very important for the uh, the midweek game was that Zach Joyce uh, came back and he made his first appearance since April eighteenth uh, and picked up a you know a pretty good uh, one and one third inning, but he. It was good to see him back out there on the hill. But as you mentioned, um, we're a team that does not play well 2-11 and 11 on the road and 33-5 and five at home. Um, so uh, excited to see how we finish out this season. Uh, this is a South Carolina team that, uh, you know, they've had some success at home. Um, you know, with Florida, they swept the Florida Gators at home. So uh, curious to see how we perform this week. Uh, it's a very big series for us and kind of see how it shakes out going into Hoover, Alabama. You know, I was looking up as, as kind of, we were getting ready to go on uh, really and truthfully, South Carolina's not, not a, a world better than we are. Uh, when you look at overall record uh, last I'm looking, it uh, looks like they're 15 and 11 in conference play. We're 14 and 13 in conference play. So not a grand difference there. 
the big the big telltale is, and it's just quantity of of road opportunities. Uh, they're they're five hundred on the road, but more importantly, this weekend they're twenty five and five at South Carolina, uh, Tennessee. Uh, really stellar home record as well, thirty three and five in Lindsey Nelson Stadium, but two and eleven on the road. So I think we've got to prove to ourselves as much as anybody else uh, that we can go into a, an opposing dugout. Uh, and kind of find the wits about us to to play some uh, play good baseball. If that's the long ball, if it's the short way around, uh, you, you just uh, uh, we've got to find something. And, and this team, you know, I think uh, it, it's been an amazing uh, few weeks. You know, you you see a sweep there a couple weekends ago, and then you you're really expecting us to take care of business there uh, two weekends ago, uh, and just didn't get it done. Dropped the series. And then this past weekend, uh, almost looked unstoppable Friday and Saturday night uh, just to get kind of bounced and shut out Sunday. So uh, a little bit of helter-skelter. This team is uh, showing glimpses of what could develop into another hungry, dominant-level team, uh, but they're just not there right now. Yeah, um, Dolander Dolander pitched well uh, this past weekend. Um, I think the key – I think the difference is – like you said, the, the, both these teams, South Carolina and Tennessee, are very similar. Um, South Carolina comes in with a, you know, uh, 107 home runs compared to our 110 home runs on the season. Uh, you break down their triples and their doubles; they're 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 pretty much identical. Um, the big difference, though, Wayne, is that where we spread the home run ball out amongst Dickey, and I'm just going to name a couple big hitters: Dickey with 12. Um, Moore with 13, Burke 15, Merritt 16. You face the South Carolina team, Ethan Petrie. Um, this guy alone is batting 378 with 21 home runs coming in the season or coming in the series. And then Cole Messina's right behind him. He's got 16 bombs and a 317 average. And then Gavin Cassis is, is right at 264 and 19 home runs. So, um, from from the lineup perspective, we spread out the threat on the nine hitters that the pitchers face uh, versus when they face our when they face our pitching staff. You got to make it through Petrie, Messina, and Casas, and if you do that, um, you can have success win the ball game. Now, when you look at when you look at the pitching staffs, and you look at Jack Mahoney. Who's got a 3.94 earned run average? He's your guy, okay? So he's going to be the guy that we face the first night. He's going to face uh, Andrew Lindsay uh, the first night. So it's going to be a pitcher's duel the first night of the ball game Thursday night. Um, Jack Mahoney, 3.94 earned run average. I mean, this is a guy that keeps his opponents around 2.67 um, compared to Andrew Lindsay, who's right around 2.24. So I don't see, I don't, I don't predict to see a lot of runs in the first ball game. But really, when you get into the second pitchers like Will Sanders for South Carolina um, and potentially you get into Matthew Becker, um, we might have the upper hand. Um, Just when you talk about Drew Beam and Chase Burns and you talk about the guys that we have with Z. Chris and and, uh, and some of the others. So I'm excited to see how this series goes, brother. Well, you, you know, I'm looking here, Ben, and, and and here's a little nugget for if Tennessee fans want to know a reason to be excited. Uh, South Carolina's only won three ball games uh, since April 22nd. Uh, they've lost a, a good number. Uh, they got swept by Kentucky uh, just uh, just uh, 
you know, a couple weekends ago. Uh, here at Arkansas last weekend, they were able to get the middle game, but dropped two out of three there. Uh, they lost a midweek matchup to North Florida. Uh, they lost a midweek matchup just uh, yesterday, Tuesday, uh, to Charlotte. Uh, they they beat a midweek opponent in Winthrop. Uh, they lost the series to Auburn. And then their last bit of uh, really solid success was April 20th, 21st, and 22nd when they swept the Florida Gators. So, uh, to me, you know, I and, and again, I think this is a recipe for for them to walk in and uh, as as I know people say, walk with the Lord uh, when they when they play Tennessee. But uh, this is a team that hasn't hasn't seen a ton of success in the month of May. So. Uh, I'd like that to continue at least one more series. I know they're they're going home. They've kind of had a long road stretch. Uh, the sweep at, it was at Kentucky. The loss of the Arkansas series was in Fayetteville, uh, but they did lose the series to Auburn, the last home series uh, they had. So, uh, again, not an unbeatable team, and, and that's what I, I like about that. Uh, we've become a little bit more of the hunter again. You know, I feel like uh, – I don't even know that we were the hunted early. Uh, I think we were just the untaught how to hunt uh, early in the season. I think we've uh, we've kind of battled a little bit, got some scars. I think our transfers are finally understanding what it means to be a, a Tennessee baseball player, and uh, and I think we're ready for this series. I, I like where Tennessee psychologically is. Uh, I think uh, anytime you can win game one, and uh, you know I've kind of been saying this for about a month now. Uh, I don't. I don't think we look at winning the series. I think we got to worry about winning Thursday night and see where that takes us. Yeah, we talked. You and I talked briefly about finding that recipe. I used pasta salad because you know I love that pasta salad, and you got to have the right ingredients to get that. You know, Italian dressing, the peppers, all that stuff. It's got to be there. But uh, you know how that is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm good with any analogy you want to use. Yeah, I mean you got to you got to have that you got to have that right recipe with the batting lineup, and and I think Vitello has found that he used the same lineup all weekend against Kentucky. He used it with Belmont. He's kind of going with the Ahuna leadoff. You got Ansley, Dickey, Dickey, and Burke, and and more, and you're starting to see guys like Denton and Merritt uh, capitalize in their positions in the lineup, and he's stuck with it. Now you know the when you look at the stat sheet. One thing that I think that's pretty interesting for fans listening tonight is who do you put a catcher? You know, you got Cal Stark and you've got Charlie Taylor. And when you look at Cal Stark and Charlie Taylor, Wayne, um, you got two guys that are, I mean, you, you might as well just, I mean, it, it's crazy that they almost have the, the same initials, you know, Charlie Taylor and Cal Stark, because their batting average is the the almost the exact same, 235 to 213, uh, 68 at bats for Charlie, 80 for Cal, um, hits 16 and 17, doubles 5 and 4, homers 3 and 4, RBIs 13 and 16. I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, these guys, these guys are identical. But then when you get into their defense, when you get into their defense and runners that are caught stealing – um, guess what? They they both have caught four runners. <laughs> they they've had twenty two to thirty eight attempts. They're both right around nine nine percent. They both have two uh, two errors, <laughs> so they're identical on errors. Pass balls two to three. I mean, so it's one of those where I think Vitello 
he has his eight guys set at the other positions. He has his lineup set. But when he gets the catcher, you know, it's let's flip a coin and you can go with Charlie Taylor or Cal Stark. One of the two guys is going to be hot. One of the two guys is going to get you a hit. Um, and let's throw them in the mix and see what happens. Probably about eight or nine in the order. Yeah, I, I think, you know, in those situations where it's a coin flip situation, you got to see who's who's got a better relationship with the pitcher that's rolling out there that night. You, you know, I think if, if Stark and Taylor or Stark and uh, Lindsey have the better relationship, then roll him out there. But if Taylor uh, have seen have seen more warm-ups or what have you uh, with Lindsey, then, then there's a bit that can be added to the mix if there's a comfort with the guy that's making the call behind the plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe who's got a cooler head dealing with blue behind him? There you go, man. There you go. I'm, and, and you know, a smaller component that that you have to evaluate is who can, like you said, cooler head with the with the umpire, but who can who can frame those pitches a little bit better and expand the strike zone with how they how they frame the pitch. I mean, I'm sure Vitello and uh, Coach Anderson go through that as well. Yeah, and, and I'll be interested to see, you know, what the uh, what the intensity level is uh, this weekend because, you know, like I said, a big swing weekend for the conference. Uh, you know, looking at it, I don't know who's scheduled for Vanderbilt. The fact that they had to close the season against Arkansas, I don't know how you do that or why you do that, but I'm glad they did that because Vandy's sitting there uh, about three games ahead of us. In the SEC standings, other uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, three games ahead of us. We're four games back. They're just one game back. They're at Arkansas. They very well, if they don't show up, they could get swept right there. So there's a there's a lot to be had in that series. Of course, we're playing Kentucky. So arguably, the winner of the series, if we win the series, we could flip flop with them in that third place spot. Uh, Kentucky. Uh, let's see who they've got this weekend. They've got Florida. So. Uh, no easy task, but it looks like Florida. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a health. I hate to keep using helter skelter. Let's say uh, let's say Jekyll and Hyde. Maybe they're <laughs> a little Jekyll and Hyde as to how they uh, they plan to play. It is at Kentucky, uh, so it'd be nice. Uh, honestly, I, I I never like to root for Florida, but we can't catch them at the moment. Uh, so I'd rather them just knock Kentucky on down, uh, so we can jump the cats as well. Yeah, I I like. I like the way the season, the way the schedule plays out for the rest of the season going into Hoover. Um, I think this is a schedule that will uh, put us in position to be most successful, um, not only for the SEC tournament, but for the NCAA tournament. So um, I'm curious how the results will pan out over the next, over the next week. But uh, I like the way the schedule is playing out for us as a baseball team. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I think uh, we're at a point in the season where there's nowhere to run and hide. Uh, we know who's who's our guys. You know, you talked about it. Uh, I think there's eight people uh, that pretty much is our night at nine in and night out starters. Uh, it's just a matter about uh, about who plays behind the plate. Uh, but in general, looks like we've got a couple guys that uh, that do it at the, about the same level. So. Uh, I think you gotta you gotta really use this uh, you gotta use this weekend as how do you motivate this team uh, on the road uh, because ultimately looking at projections and, and again a lot can happen in the way we we finish this series the way Hoover plays out the SEC tournament 
uh, you, you know, a lot of people forget uh, we are the reigning champion of that tournament. So, I mean, uh, we'll be carrying back in there, uh, uh, you, you know, kind of some, some swagger, if you will. Uh, but, you know, I think you look at it and uh, the projections got us actually going to Indiana State. That's the one I've seen most recently uh, and kind of a, an interesting pairing. Uh, should we go to Indiana State? Uh, the, the four teams that would be there, Indiana State obviously hosting it in the final regional host. Looks like they're the 16th place team. Uh, it would be us as the two seed, Iowa as the three seed, and a couple years ago would probably like to see some revenge on the Vols, Wright State. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's a kind of an interesting matchup. Uh, some people have us in Winston-Salem with Wake Forest, but the majority I see us in, uh, in Indiana in Terre Haute, uh, Indiana, playing uh, uh, the Sycamores there of Indiana State. Yeah, Wayne, I, I like uh, us, and this is going to shock a lot of our subscribers and our viewers, but I'm going to explain my case. Um, I like us being on the road um, for a regional, and the reason why is, let's be honest, as fans, last year, we were the best team in Tennessee baseball history. Nobody can argue that. I mean, I, I don't think I can get into a legitimate argument with anybody that can say, hey, that was not the best team in Tennessee baseball history. It was the best team, uh, arguably the best team in college baseball history. Uh, I think top to bottom, it's just it, it's, it's it'd be hard to argue. But we could not get past teams in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Now let's let's be honest about the dimensions of Lindsey Nelson Stadium. It is 380 feet to dead center field. All right. When you go to Omaha, it's double. It's it's four. I think it's 420 or, or 410. I think it's 410 dead center field at Lindsey Nelson, or I'm sorry, at Omaha. So uh, you hit a ball down the right field line, you get a left-handed hitter up. And we've got that little uh, picket fence down the right field line uh, down there. You know, uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's one of them old school picket fences that you can reach over and unlatch it and you can just walk in and out. Right. It's like, it's like the Yankee stadium South. Yeah. It's just, it's terrible for our pitching staff, man. And uh, obviously it helps us like in the Vanderbilt game on uh, Friday night, the game one, the Griffin Merritt walk off. Um, the, the, I think it was Zane Denton who, uh, actually was, I think it was Dryling that, that kind of tied it up there. Um, we had, we had a couple big knocks there late in the ball game to get back in the ball game. And then uh, uh, you had the 12 inning Griffin Merritt home run. Uh, so it helps you when, when it wants to help you, but it also hurts you when it wants to hurt you. And we've had teams in the past, small teams from ETSU, uh, Tennessee Tech, uh, Dayton, uh, Wofford, come in here, jack balls over that fence and uh, make us look pretty small. So I think uh, it helps us to go on the road, win early, okay? Because you said it at the beginning of the broadcast, we're 2-11 on the road. So we got to get that monkey off our back, win on the road, because no matter what, in the Super Regional, we're playing on the road. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Let's go ahead and win somewhere on the road, get that confidence setter, and then go on the road to a big school, which will probably be like a Texas, um, uh, you know, an old, you know, Mississippi, uh, you know, something like that. Let's let's get that off our back, and then let's 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 go ahead and go to get to Omaha. 
Yeah, and I think uh, it's one of those deals. As as young as this team is, you know, you you know, probably going to at that point crest thirty five wins. Uh, I think you got to look at it and be happy with uh, uh, with what you've got. And then ultimately, if it's not there, I'd le- you know I I don't want to have to. I, I'd rather it happen uh, in a, in an opportunity, uh, I guess, to get right. Uh, if it's not going to happen, let's just do it on somebody else's floor. Uh, and and you know what. Some days it's not your day, but if if we if we're able to win out there, then people can just drop it. About we weren't good on the road, we've shown you we are good on the road now, and so I think it's a, yes, it's a confidence booster if you can get the win. Uh, I think honestly, if we can get one of these games at South Carolina, I'd probably be happy with that, uh, just because South Carolina's pretty stout at their place. Uh, but then I think you go to Hoover, uh, you try to win a couple. Uh, you know the last two. Uh, World Series champs uh, coming out of the state of Mississippi, ironically. Uh, they've both had early exits at Hoover, so I don't know how much that uh, weighs in on how I feel about anything. So uh, I'm, I'm interested in just getting to the regional, uh, whether that's in Indiana, whether that's in Winston-Salem. Uh, I, I don't care if it's in Kalamazoo. Uh, let's just get after it and try to make it work. So like Kenny says, so what you're saying is like when Kenny says, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm more trying, and this is my go-to. Uh, I'm just hoping we can be a little Toby Keith here and there. Not as good as we <laughs> once was, but we can be as good once as we ever was. There you go. Uh, there you, but go. I, I, you know, I don't care. I, I, as long as anybody but Arkansas, I can kind of be happy about it, all right? Well, but, one topic, um, a one topic that I think our fans need to look for over the over this series, I think this is something Tony's really going to key on over this weekend, is there's two guys that he he are very close in competition that are not in the day to day lineup that he's going to use in the playoffs, and then as we get further into the NCAA tournament, that's Kavaris Tears and Dylan Dryling. Okay, and these are two guys that he may use in, you know, to back up Christian Scott out in right field. Um, he may use his DH positions to get Griffin Merritt a day off if he's trying to win in a three-game series. But, uh, you know, Kavaris and, and Dylan are both about, you know, very similar batting average, 306, 315. Kavaris has got the upper hand there. Um, well, you know, Tears is the stud, honestly. Oh, he is, man. He is. I mean, these are two guys that are the future of the University of Tennessee. Hope everybody knows that. Is these these are two guys that are very young baseball players that show extreme uh, potential. They they'll get drafted in high rounds. They won't get drafted in low rounds. Um, you know, like number one, number two overall. But these are guys that are physically capable of playing in the major leagues, and. Uh, I'm curious how that competition works out over the next three games. Let's just see how it goes. Um, I like them both, buddy. Is it is it too early to strike up a volunteers uh, t-shirt? <laughs> we can, man. We can trademark that, brother. I just feel like, I, I mean, I, I guarantee I'm not the first one to say it, but maybe on YouTube I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but Ben, uh, I think uh, I think we've kind of beat the, the the horse, the dead horse now, and uh, we just got to see how this weekend goes. Uh, tomorrow night, I believe six p.m. Maybe first pitch uh, at South Carolina. Uh, Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday series uh, to see kind of where we shake out in the regular season. Uh, then, like I said, uh, probably next week we'll talk about what the Omaha outlook looks like. 
Uh, but ultimately, like I said, uh, I remember what happened in Omaha with Ole Miss uh, last year. Uh, it don't matter. <laughs> I hate to tell anybody who uh, who builds that uh, that that tournament that uh, that series. Uh, it's a great thing, and we won it last year. Uh, but in a lot of ways, it ain't about how good you are in mid-May. It's how good you are in early June. Yeah, and let's let's just go ahead and for all those Negavals out there. This is a team fully capable, fully capable of winning uh, the national championship in NCAA baseball, okay? Uh, It is a very competitive tournament. It is going to require not just one game of good baseball. It requires at least two in a series, uh, multiple over a weekend. Uh, So really for us, it's going to be a matter of where is this team currently? And I feel our, our team is in a really good place for how we've competed over the past couple of weekends. I had an excellent series against Kentucky, um, played great baseball towards the end of the season. We have found our lineup. We have found something with Lindsey as starter. We've got um, an excellent uh, concept with Chase Burns out of the bullpen. Sewell's looking good. Uh, so, Connell um, will see two, two batters a game, uh, and he can do yeah. pretty good with those. Yeah, he get yeah he uh, he gave he had one he gave up a home run in his one pitch uh, this past weekend against Kentucky, but typically he's solid. He's one you can rely on. I will say he's like a rock'em sock'em robot. It only takes one good just jab, and his head goes ping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, here about yeah. here about eighteen more months, I'll be able to curl my mustache. Here's yeah. Right. I don't think mine grows that way. I think mine grows down all white trashy like I got going on. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will say, you know, it's an interesting time to be a Tennessee Vol fan. You know, I think uh, just a quick uh, little note, uh, Mr. Danny White has uh, has made the mention that uh, there's there's possibility or at least some concepts being released of a uh, entertainment district to be built around uh, Thompson Bowling Arena, Neyland Stadium, and so the evolution of Tennessee athletics is still is still an ongoing thing. And I I told uh, I told Laura the other day, you know, uh, Tennessee baseball, Tennessee basketball, Tennessee football, uh, we're in a good spot right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Our best is good enough to beat everybody. And and I, I can't tell you how many times, especially in the baseball world, uh, where I could say, I'm not sure the best this team could put on the field will beat a whole lot of people. You know what I'm saying? You know, you remember probably what six, eight years ago, uh, we were we were lucky to make the twelve teams that got the Hoover. Now that's a foregone conclusion, and we've seen it late in this is in this season. Uh, you talk about the Vandy series, you talk about the Florida series, the Kentucky series, games one and two, maybe not Sunday. Uh, those those baseball teams play a brand of baseball that it's going to give anybody fits and, and you got to love where you're at there. Uh, same thing goes for basketball and football are good enough can beat anybody. And so I think you gotta, we gotta live in the now as Tennessee fans. And right now uh, just take the most uh, of this South Carolina road trip, uh, let those chips fall where they may. And then let's just hold on for another, hopefully uh, three or four weeks of baseball, but at least a couple weeks of baseball. Yeah, show me the money is what I think about, Wayne. Show me the money uh, when I heard about this concept of the hotel and the, the uh, 
you know, the area that's going to be located right uh, south of, well, I guess that's probably on the more of the, uh, the north, the south end zone. Oh, um, it's down point. there on my end. I know exactly where we're at. You're a Southie. You're a Southie. I'm not trading out my tickets and just getting that 12th floor, uh, that 12th floor condo in that new hotel. I aspire to be a Southie. Get like the robe, you know, and the sword. And the it's helmet. really not a robe. It's more of like a Hugh Hefner smoker jacket. <laughs> well, I'll take it. I'll take it. If it's a if it's a smoker jacket, I'll take it. But I mean, but before he was when he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is when I think about show me the money today, when that was announced, is we have always speculated that there are these donors, that there are these people that throw money at the University of Tennessee. For the longest time, I thought, okay, you have Haslam, you have the Haslams, and and that's it. I really felt like we've got the Haslams, you got the Thorntons, um, but for the most part, I was like, that's pretty much all that's throwing money at the University of Tennessee. Right. What I have found out over the last couple of years is that there are much more people with a lot more money that are willing to throw as much money at winning and success at the University of Tennessee. And guess what? Due to a Supreme Court judge, it's all legal now. And uh, the best concept I've heard is in the past, um, got Coach Heupel had gotten negative feedback about his ability to recruit. And uh, – the common concept now is he doesn't have to worry about it. The money is there right. to help him. And, and I think, I think this is just another step in that direction. The feedback I'm seeing on social media now is now he's recruiting. Now the university in the city is investing in an environment that's going to help him recruit even further. And it's going to just create this concept of college football that no other team has started to develop at any at, at any level. I mean, you're talking USC, Notre Dame. You're talking all these big schools that aren't even thinking about building a, you know, you and I went to the Battery. They're not even thinking about building that near their stadium. And the University of Tennessee is going to do it. And they're going to do it quickly. And when they do it, it's just going to bring more fans. It's going to bring more admissions. It's going to bring more money. And it's going to bring top tier talent. Um, so I'm I'm very excited about the news that was shared today, and it just further convinces me that we've got some we've got some uh, championship trophies to be hoisting pretty soon, buddy. Yeah, and I think uh, you know you look at it. Tennessee actually got a, a recruit today, a commitment that is uh, from this kid out of London. Uh, he's from that NFL academy in London. Supposed to be an athletic freak. Uh, looks like an edge rusher, but uh, uh, I, I think the uh, the big orange. Uh, I think it's drawing itself in a little bit. Uh, I think receivers are starting to want to play here. Uh, I think uh, I think Heupel's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. You know, I think he's going to get his guy there, and uh, you know, I think uh, I, I think it's just it's still proving ground, right? I, I was listening to a local show today uh, that still questions Joe Milton's ability, and I love it. I love some questioning of uh, of what we can do because the worst thing I've ever seen as a Tennessee fan is overconfidence leading into August. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let's just ride the ride the crit the critics. Uh, let's let's see what they've got to say and see what we can do. Now there are two schools that are coming up with similar concepts. Like uh, Vanderbilt is going to open up a uh, vineyard 
very close to their stadium where you can you can taste different types of wines, oh. uh, Zinfandels, things of that nature. And then at Florida, I hear that they're going to have like a trailer park of fun, like, you know, like a, an area where you can go into double wides, single wides and have like yeah. cold beer. Yeah. And it's one of those deals where if you didn't show up with jean shorts, we'll make you some. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, discounted rebel flag tattoos, all that stuff. We digress. Lord. <laughs> Lord. I'm just glad this is on YouTube and subscribers only, but, uh, Hey, you know, speaking of subscribers, like I said, experienced a little bit of growth here recently. Want to appreciate those that have, have jumped on board. I hope you like our commentary. Cause, uh, kind of what we do <laughs> it's all we got uh but uh we're excited that you've jumped on we're going to continue to do this uh hopefully next weekend we're talking about how uh tennessee set the record straight on the road knocked off the south carolina gamecocks and are prepping uh for what's hopefully a nice uh, uh i guess uh what do you call it a uh, uh defending uh their sec tournament championship from a year ago so so ben uh, any any kind of final words I'm with you, Wayne. Let's go ahead and take care of the Gamecocks, and uh, let's make a good final push here, brother. All right. Well, you know, if you liked it, good. If you don't, try us again. Uh, But until next time, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.